You are listening to the Amodamar podcast. In this series, Amoda explores her essential teaching through conversation and excerpts from interviews and events. To find out more about events and to sign up for her newsletter, go to www.amodamar.com. Please subscribe, comment and share if this podcast moves you. And if you feel called to donate, please go to the website. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Greetings. Welcome to the new podcast with Amoda Ma. My name is Kavi. I'm Amoda's husband and facilitator of her work. As part of the podcast series, we're offering occasional conversations in which I explore deeper aspects of Amoda's teaching. There's no format as such, but we between us will attempt to dive into the heart of the matter, which brings us to today's subject, surrender. Hello, Amoda. Hello, Kavi. So this is a, an interesting word, an interesting subject. Um, I know you have a lot to say about it. Um, and I'd like to help you unravel, dive in, and uh, get into the, hopefully, I think the nuts and bolts, as they say, into the kind of foundations of surrender. Um, I've got a couple of quotes from you that I want to throw at you. Um, But first, I just want to, I don't know, say just something about this little word that means such a lot, is such a big word in the minds of most people. I was discussing this in a a session, I think, yesterday, and the word surrender came up again. And when we explored it between the two of us, it was like surrender comes with a, a thousand presuppositions that we carry with us if we're not very, very careful into the spiritual landscape, into the spiritual domain. Because surrender on the level of uh, the, the, the linear world, let's call it, the matrix world or the conditioned world, is a word that is reminiscent and usually brought to bear when war, when war itself is, 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 is thought about. That's where it kind of comes into being. I don't know what the roots of it are and don't care what the roots of it are. But surrender in terms of war is the last thing that you would want to do. It's the last bastion of survival. I surrender. It almost has this negative connotation. The back is against the wall. The enemy is approaching. They're going to kill us all. What can we do? Well, we have two choices. We can either kill ourselves, we can try and keep on running, or we can do this terrible thing called surrender. The white flag comes out. That's embedded almost. This is the, these are the things that I'm interested in. What is embedded in our, in, our, in, our, in our consciousness, not our awakened consciousness, but in our conditioned consciousness. And I do believe that we carry that around. And so... I wanted to say that as a pretext 
to the conversation that we're going to try and have because we deal with a lot of through our sessions and meetings and retreats and online courses we get this coming up time and time and time and time and time again so it's very juicy it's very juicy indeed and uh okay so so anything to say at this stage no, well, just to say um, thank you for that, uh, putting it into context, uh, uh, I'm always personally <laughs> quite uh, surprised and amazed on, on one level um, how surrender has come to be equated with uh, defeat or helplessness or disempowerment um, in the way that you've described, um, uh, to me, it's the most natural uh, state, the most natural way that has nothing to do with any of that. Um, but I do understand how it's been hijacked by the by the mind, um, and uh, uh, so it's good to have this exploration. Um, so, so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give throw a couple of quotes at you, but you 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 just referred to surrender as a state. Just in passing, you just referred to it as a state. No, that well, that's different in many ways from anything conventional and even on the spiritual path, because uh, we usually assume that surrender is some some act of doing. Mm-hmm. So are you, are you, are yes. you is that the first, one of the first things that we're going to talk about? I think we could, yes. Let's okay. start with that. Okay, so just hold that thought. Yeah, hold that there. Yeah. You say in your book, in your newest book, Falling Open in a World Falling Apart, I invite you to reject nothing, welcome everything, and surrender into the deepest falling of the open heart. Is this what you mean by surrender? You did yes. say... You did say your whole teaching, this teaching that you and I offer, is all about surrender. It is at the very core of what's being offered. What does that mean? Yes, all of that. Um, Let's try and link all those things together, connect the dots between surrender as a state. What do I mean by that? I don't mean a state that comes and goes but a natural state of being, a condition of beingness, a quality of beingness, rather than an activity of the mind or an activity of the self. Yeah? When we speak about surrender in terms of, um, uh, you know, uh, in the face of an enemy, <laughs> yeah, giving up our will um, uh, and so on in the face of uh, some real or perceived enemy, um, then it is an activity of the self, yeah? Mm. Um, And uh, a surrender where we give up our truth to another's beliefs or um, position of authority and so on, that is uh, an an activity of the mind um, and, and so on. The surrender that you <clears throat> you pointed to through those quotes and that I'm speaking about right now is a natural state of being, which is the natural state of openness. Yeah. 
It's not something that we need to do or even can do. It is not something that we surrender to. We're not surrendering to anyone. We're not surrendering to uh, uh, an external authority at the cost of our own. We're not surrendering our... uh, our truth, yeah? Mm. Uh, we're not surrendering our will. <laughs> yeah? But it's, it's, it's simply a, a realisation, I was going to say letting go, but that even that term implies that you do something, but we can expand on that, yeah, because it's a fine line between letting go and the realisation of what's already let go, <laughs> yeah. But let's say it's a realisation of the open nature of awareness, the open space of awareness that you already are in which everything comes and goes, that in itself is a natural state in which the mind, which grasps onto its, its, um, its perceived experience and holds onto that as a belief, as a thought, as something it either wants to hold onto or something that it wants to reject. It's a surrender of that mechanism of mind. You could say it's a letting go of that mechanism of mind. So we're surfing the edge of seeing that the mind is holding on to experience either rejecting it or trying to hold on to it and not letting it go. And in seeing that, there's the possibility of relaxing into the open state of awareness that is already here. And that in itself, we can call surrender. It, it, yeah, it, it seems like we're doing the surrender, but it's simply a realization of the surrendered open state that's already here. So what, what, it's not object defined. So there's no subject and object. This is, this is what you're, you're pointing to. <clears throat> so the I, That not the not the not not consciousness itself, but actually the small the small self, let's say, yeah, the one that's habitu- habituated to this world, the one that m- most people on the awakening path are seeking to uh, <laughs> get rid of. <laughs> I don't didn't want to use that term, but. Seeking to either understand, mitigate, get rid of, over tra- transcend whatever it is, coming upon this 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 notion of surrender, automatically, you know, t- we tend to to because of our tendencies think that that the I, you know, has to do something, and you're very much suggesting that the I 
in, in this case actually has nothing to do with it. Well, when we say that the self, yeah, the, the I, the self, I, I call it the me, yeah. yeah, to differentiate from the I that is uh, uh, the I am, yeah, the so witness, the, the, yeah, the witness, the witness yeah, yeah. I am, the state of being. Um, but let's call it the me or the small self. When that small self, the me, which is uh, driven by the mechanism of seeking mind, seeking to own its experience or reject its experience, yeah, the cycle of craving and aversion. When that self believes it can do surrender, mm -hmm. either to get to a place of peace or to get to a place of um, transcendence or to um, get rid of itself, when that self believes it's the doer of that surrender, we're stuck, yeah? It's stuck in a in a hmm. kind of like a cog in a wheel that can't move, yeah, hmm. because that's not the place where surrender takes place. Yeah. Hmm. It, 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 first of all, it's not about getting to a destination. It's not about getting rid of pain or moving beyond it. It is simply for its own sake. I mean, the beauty is that it does <laughs> dissolve um, uh, psychological suffering, the suffering of resistance, because the opposite of surrender is resistance. But if we do it just for that, we're using the same mechanism of resistance or avoidance or attempt to get somewhere. And so it, it, that's not really surrender. So we, we need to go beyond that. And the, the beyond is, is the observation. If, if you can observe that there is a resistance to the experience that is here, whether it's one of discomfort, whether it's one of fear, whether it's one of uh, sadness, whatever the experience is, which is a felt sense, yeah, it's an energetic experience, yeah, it feels like something, it's a sensation, yeah. When that is seen, yeah, if we observe that and observe that there is resistance to that, we're trying to get rid of it, we're trying to avoid it, we're afraid of it, and therefore we won't go near it. If you can notice that, this is about noticing, observation, then in that moment, there can be the possibility of, if you like, an in-breath and an out-breath, a metaphorical in-breath and out-breath, but perhaps even a literal in-breath and out-breath, where there's a relaxation of resistance. That in itself is surrender. It's the surrender of mind that is trying to um, control experience or resist experience or change experience. It's the end of that. It's a relaxation of that. And in that, there is simply awareness of what is. There is simply the felt sense of what is. There is simply the intimacy with what is. There is simply an allowing of what is. That's open aware awareness. That's the open space of who you really are. Okay, so 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 which 
could we call that the deepest acceptance of the way things are? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the deepest acceptance is beyond mind's understanding. It's a fall into the heart of beingness, the heart of what is, which brings a loving acceptance of what is. Loving acceptance of what is. (laughs) (laughs) When I say loving, I mean it's unconditioned. Unconditioned. Love is unconditional. It's not conditioned by what you like or what you dislike. It's not conditioned by what so you might gain or lose. Okay. It right. simply so is here. It's not <laughs> I love I love and I love and accept this, but I but I might not. It's not on that, it's not on that level. What I'm trying to get to is what level, what level is is this are we talking about? Because we've plunged down quickly into the acceptance of the of life. In, in in this moment, okay. So as, what, what, as we experience it, yeah. What is acceptance? We're going back. We are. We're going around in circles because it's a circular argument. What is acceptance? Acceptance is not of the mind. The same as surrender is not of the mind. Acceptance is the openness that allows everything. The open state of awareness. The open space of awareness. The open space of you as beingness that is always here within which every experience comes and goes. That's acceptance. The, the, the capacity and the observation, the knowing, the seeing, the realization that everything moves through you. Nothing is static and nothing can actually be held onto. Everything is moving, every experience, every thought, every, every sensation, everything. Knowing that, seeing that, realizing that you are that open space within which everything comes and goes, that is a state of acceptance. Acceptance isn't, well, this is happening and that's it and I'm resigned to it and it's going to be like this forever. (laughs) So the the way that you're talking about it is that surrender is, 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 is synonymous with uh the awakened state yes it is it is it is an, another word state. it is it is the awakened state yes well so 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 then there's this <clears throat> because obviously you know if we if we assume that and we can we can go backwards as well here yeah because there are there are everybody is everybody wants to seek awakening so, so, so in one way, in some ways, we could say, well, if if surrender is synonymous directly with the awakened state, then I'm seeking surrender. Yes, there is no true awakening. So, how, surrender of all resistance to what so is. How can I? How can I? How can I surrender? I know you've just you've just spent your time. Uh, 
demolishing the idea that I can surrender at all. But we have to face facts that, you know, that there, there is only an I sitting here in my inquiry for everybody who's listening, everybody on the inquiring, everybody on the seeking path. There is still this I that inquires and, and there has to be a trap door or there has to be a way through. There has to be a, a certain either something. You've got to offer me something, basically. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of, not me personally. But if we have, you know, it's like this whole thing of surrender is such a a minefield. So we have to try and detach people in a way from uh, preconceived beliefs, notions and ideas so that they may fall into the unknown, because it seems to me that that that's that's an inherent part of of this. There's two there's two sides of it, I'd say if we're talking about the path of surrender, yeah? Not the ultimate state of surrender, which is the same as the path of awakening, not the ultimate state of awakening. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. Let's talk about the path. I mean, of course, this is what the whole teaching's about. We don't just point to the final state, if you like. We, you know, uh, we talk about the journey. We point to the journey. So we meet people where they're at. Um, So so let's just hone in on that. there's two two aspects to that two two um you know pointers one is to i go i say it again to observe to notice where there is resistance to your experience it's a very immediate very direct inquiry just whatever experience is happening so just i'm sorry to interrupt all the time but i need to get very precise about what you mean by experience <laughs> well, a human being is always having an experience. Okay, do, do are we the experience including... is one of feet? Well, it's always feeling, isn't it? You're feeling, you're sensing, you're perceiving. Okay, so it could be anything. It could be it's on the internal plane as well as some ex, apparently external experience, like my mother or or somebody down the road or some incident in a shop. It could e- equally be my own emotions, my own. Uh, uncontainable emotions or thoughts that are driving me crazy or yeah that's all there is yeah whatever circumstance is happening on the outside you're you're the only experience you have is your experience in relationship to that your thoughts about it your feelings about it your yeah so on and so on so it's always your internal experience yeah so wherever you're at whether you're um I don't know, doing okay. something mundane or whether there's an actual event that's happened, something happening. Life is in continual flux. It's constantly happening. So you're constantly experiencing it. You're constantly tasting it, you're con- constantly feeling it. You're constantly seeing it. You know, yeah? So in that experience, you may notice that there are times when you are quite relaxed and it's just happening and it's all flowing in some way through you yeah you're not uh, uh, having a battle you're not arguing with the way things are what you're experiencing what you're feeling what you're yeah and there are times when there might be great tension great fear great resistance a great argument which takes place on a mental level yeah many narratives many thoughts many inner conversations 
telling you this shouldn't be happening and that's wrong and they shouldn't have said that. There may be a great fear that arises because of something that you've perceived or heard or experienced either to do with your uh, family or friends or husband, wife or the news or whatever it might be. And there's a great sense of fear somewhere in you and you're resisting it. You don't, yeah, there might be anger, there might be sadness, there might be helplessness. And sometimes those feelings are very uncomfortable. So you try to resist them. You try to suppress them and get on with life and, uh, or, or, or try to avoid them and pretend you're happy or, or whatever it might be. When you notice resistance, most people go through this life unconsciously <laughs> yeah and then suffer <laughs> because of the constant barrage of narratives and suppressed feelings or avoided feelings or tension uh, experience when there's a suppression or avoidance of what is being experienced yeah and so what I'm what I'm suggesting here is that we become sensitive to everything that we notice, that we feel where there is tension, where there is argument, where there is resistance. That's step one. Without that, nothing can change. And where there is noticing of resistance, then there can be the conscious willingness to stop. To stop right there and just let it be as it is. Stop. Stop what? Stop. Stop fighting what is. Stop arguing with what is. And that takes me back exactly to my primary statement, which is that we're, we're bred and conditioned into actually a state in, in, in separation has an element of conflict within it. The state of separation, ipso facto, given the level of conditioning, comes with a sense of I and the threat of other, which is, right. which is war consciousness. Believe it or not, we spend, we've spent most of our lives in war consciousness, just on a level that is so inherent in the human condition that we don't even realise it exists. So as soon as you introduce that idea of stop, stop everything, stop giving your attention to resistance, that's when the trap door opens, really, the experiential trap door that, uh, that in many ways nobody really wants to fall through, but everybody has to fall through in order to surrender. That's right, because in that stop, in some ways uh, the the... The allegory of, of surrender in war is, is actually very relevant here because it's a stop. You're putting down your weapons of war. The weapons of war are the narratives that say this shouldn't be happening. This shouldn't be happening to me. Therefore, I'm going to resist it, control it, try and fix it, run away from it. Yeah. Mm. Maybe not physically, but energetically. Yeah. And so this is a stop. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to run away. You don't have to fight. You Even simply <clears throat> are here. And it's very soft and it's very gentle and it's very open. And, and that's most, the end of the war. But most most people would 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 equate that moment, that experience with a, f a fear, 
a fear of 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 almost the existential black hole that we talk about, fear of death. Yes, there is a death. And so is there a death? Well, there's a, there's a there's a sort of psychological death. There's a there's an energetic death of the tight knot of me, which is actually illusory anyway, but it seems to drive most of humanity. This this sense of me as a separate self, but it's just a bunch of thoughts really that become trapped as en- as an energy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it, it's not real. As soon as you stop. Mm. then something dies. What really a better way of describing it is is that something falls open. Mm. The psychological shell of me falls open. And in that openness, you could say, and this is all metaphorical, of course, you could say there's a death and there's a rebirth. There's Mm. the death of the small me that needs to protect itself, that needs to fight with life, fight with its experience. And it's the, the, the rebirth of the true self, true nature, which is a state of surrender. Yeah. But that surrender isn't helpless. That surrender isn't weakness. That surrender isn't um, downtrodden or resigned. That surrender is a vast openness that brings you into your magnificence because that magnificence is one with the totality of existence. Therefore, there's no more fear. There's nothing to fear. Is there, is there, is there any, I have to ask this question on behalf of other people, <laughs> Is there, so aren't you aren't you rendered sort of incapable because there's no self left? You're you're <laughs> you're, you're rendered <laughs> incapable on on the level of the self that believes it has to be in control. Ah, control. We haven't mentioned yeah. that before. The, 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 this, this, there's no self. Yeah, therefore you can't control. But there is a flowing of, tr- or, or, a, or a, uh, yeah, a flowing of true nature into the manifestation that you are as a, as a human being, as a body-mind vehicle. That flows into that because your body doesn't die. Your body-mind vehicle doesn't die. Yeah. So, so the true self, the radiance, the magnificence, the openness of true nature, of true self, radiates through your personality vehicle, through your body-mind vehicle, through this manifestation uh, yeah, as, as a human being into your humanness. And I can't remember your original <laughs> question, Kevin. <laughs> Something to do about does it render you incapable? Yes, no, yes. it renders you... It renders you incapable, yeah, on on the small self level because there's no more small self, but it renders you, uh, I'm going to say it again, into your magnificence, yeah, Mm -hmm. because your Mm -hmm. magnificence is the end of fear, it's the Mm -hmm. end of separation, therefore life is no longer a threat. Okay, so I've got a little branch out question here because we mentioned the delicate, the, the not delicate, the tiny little bomb of a word called control. (laughs) And I just want to... Control as an aspect of self, let me say from the outset, takes up an inordinate amount of human energy in order to maintain itself. Phenomenal. When one realizes within oneself, 
when one sees some of the open sky, how much energy in one's life one has given to control. Controlling this, controlling that, controlling what appears external, controlling emotion, controlling thought, controlling environment. You know, the whole, the whole pyramid, the whole giant building of control is, is enormous, right? And it does take a lot of energy, a lot of nervous system and kinetic, psych, not kinetic, but psychic energy in order to maintain that control. So when you said the, the, the releasing of control, it, it, it's like on a, on a very holistic, if you like, on a very visceral level, that the releasing of that mechanism, the releasing of that energy that's gone in for so long into upholding control, and control is born out of fear, of course, fear of being out of control. You know, it's like when that's released, then I think I, I hear what you say, really, in that mechanism, there's something else comes online, some natural uh, intelligence is then allowed to flow because you've returned to the natural state, which you call sovereignty, maybe, of, of our natural inalienable right as human beings. We've given up chasing ghosts. We've given up giving our allegiance to fear and resistance and control, and thereby we just return to our natural state. Yes. I mean, that's the rebirth. There's, there's a, a, an enormous, infinite uh, uh, energetic field, the energetic field of life that contains the intelligence, that, you know, that is informed by the intelligence uh, yeah, the intelligence of life that that we, uh, when we attempt to control or believe that we are the, the controllers, uh, we're, we're we're sort of blocking that. So yeah, so we're not rendered helpless, <laughs> but neither are we. You know, the center of the universe that is in control of anything. Um, it just means we can we can make more informed choices and decisions that are not informed by fear, but informed by true intelligence, informed yes, well, by the radiance of true nature, the illumination yeah. of heart and mind. Yeah. In fact, from a certain viewpoint, the viewpoint that you're not viewpoint, but the state that you're talking about, actually, it's the it's the converse. It's the uh, the egoic state that is itself helpless. That's, That's why right. it seeks such control mm. because it's actually so helpless. It has it's it's like a alone in a, in the world. Whereas when that is surrendered, i.e., given up, then one realizes there is no world to be separate from. It was all it was all all an illusion. So yeah, so, so yeah, go on. I was just going to say that you know, um, one of the one of the key moments. In, in my in my journey was when I saw that I would swing between a very open and if you like uh, uh, equanimous and uh, happy uh, but not happy about anything just simply um, open to what is state um, and that would be very energized and um, just really okay, beautifully okay with, with what is. And then I might swing from that state um, to feeling a little down or a little 
depressed or a little, yeah, not quite so clear. And I noticed how, yeah, and this was because I, you know, mostly through meditation practice, I saw how those states would come and go. And I noticed how I would have uh, a very subtle, yeah, it got more and more subtle, clinging, wanting, desiring, hoping for, chasing that very open light uh, state of being and and really uh, feeling like I was wrong or bad when I felt a little down or a little depressed or a little melancholy. And when I noticed that, that was the moment of surrender, the surrender of the craving, Mm. the surrender of the chasing, the surrender of the idea, the belief that I was wrong or not good enough somehow, not loved enough, not perfect enough, if there was some melancholy there. And that moment, which was very subtle, had nothing to do with anything that was happening. It was just the natural movement of the clouds in the sky, Um, very internal. But noticing how I would attach an identity to one side of the pendulum swing and then the other, and that would create the, the craving, the cycle of craving and aversion. Yeah, and the seeking for one state and the rejection of the other state. When I saw that, there was the surrender. The surrender was was just simply not giving any importance to that seeming movement, that pendulum swing. And in not giving it any importance and in not deriving myself from it, not believing I was good or bad one way or the other, something dissolved. Yeah. The dichotomy itself dissolved. Uh-huh. And, and so I'm just giving that as an example of what surrender is. I wasn't surrendering to anything. <laughs> yeah. It was no big deal. You know, it's, it's actually very natural. So, so the, the surrender, as far as I understand you talking in this, in this context, was the end of the pendulum swinging, uh, the incessant dualistic pendulum swinging from good to bad or i like this i don't like this or this is too uncomfortable i need to move away from it or if i have this i'm going to feel better or all of those all that whole mechanism comes like a grandfather clock with its swinging thing just eventually at some point comes to the center and goes stop that's right and that stop is neutrality yes i mean it's not uh, a neutrality that makes you distant or cold but it's just uh, a neutrality that that brings you into a deep acceptance of what is because you are not this and you are not that you are not the feelings that come and go so i'm going to ask a, a, a a question about the world before we sort of move on a little bit because I've got some questions from people through Facebook that I want to ask you uh, before we, we, we wrap up because we've done quite a lot of time as mm. already, was that sounds wonderful. Um, and the difficult question in a way is what about, uh, I, uh, about the world itself, the world of form as we're encountering it at the moment, Surely the world needs as many people to help it as possible. 
How can I surrender to what is, to the state of things as they are, and if necessary? Does that mean that I have to just let go of the world? But it's it. You know, we've got we've got crises. We've got a climate crisis. We've got a this crisis. We've got a that crisis. <clears throat> There is no world, but the world of your own beliefs about it, <laughs> yeah? The, the, the world is created out of your perceptions of whether it's beliefs, whether it's good or bad, yeah? First of all, the deepest acceptance of what is. It is as it is, <laughs> yeah? The, the attempt to save the world is an attempt to save yourself. I mean, this is a vast topic, so I'm not quite sure how, yeah, <laughs> how, 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 how far down the <laughs> rabbit hole, so to speak, we're going to go. But um, um, Well, maybe we could, you know, I mean, there's a possibility we could leapfrog from this to the conversation in in the future and because mm -hmm. it's an important it is actually an important topic <laughs> it's not a topic I, I i like to throw at you but um you know the, the the awakening and the world the saving of the world therein is a conversation that's juicy and should be had mm. yeah i think perhaps we could um you know devote a whole conversation to that okay Okay, in that case, let's do that. But do you mind if I throw some quick fire or maybe not quick fire questions at you that arose from people on Facebook? Let's try. Okay. My question is, when we surrender, and some of these have been answered anyway in our, in our discussion. My question is, when we surrender, who is surrendering to whom? Well, <laughs> we have answered that. Hopefully yeah. we've cut through that. There is no from, you know, who is surrendering to whom. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you want, you know, one way of, one way of uh, addressing that, it's the self to the self, yeah, the okay. true self, yeah. Yeah, you're me meeting yourself in, as true nature, yeah. And okay. because we live in a state of separation, uh, most of humanity or, or, or a state of um, uh, non-realization of true self, then it's like a meeting with that self. Okay. So, I mean, again, it sounds as though when uh, a, 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 an abiding in a, a deeper state happens, then the notion of surrender or the idea, you know, the surrender becomes a natural outpouring of that anyway, because as we said, it's equanimous with the awakened, the, the, the deeper state. Yes. I mean, the whole question of, of who comes to, comes to an comes end. Comes to an end. Yeah. yeah. The, whole, the whole question of subject and object comes That's to an end. I mean. That's yeah. what I said, yeah. So yeah. can I just, before I, oh, sorry, I've got so many questions. Um, <laughs> the, we talked we talk, we talk just a little bit ago, you know, is, is this path of surrender, 
uh, an ongoing path or is it a destination? I know we said it a destination, but is there a holy grail of a, of a, of a destination? Or is it, and or, is it uh, uh, something that we can do consciously all the time? Is it something that we need to save up for the meditation cushion, for instance? All of those. Well, we definitely don't have to save it up for the meditation cushion. <laughs> uh, we shouldn't save anything up for the meditation cushion. It's an ongoing um, observation or vigilance and and willingness in every moment. Okay. Um, uh, that's the only true path of, of awakening. Um, hmm. What was the other part of your question? <laughs> Is it a destination or yeah, is it? That's yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I'd say both, you know, yeah, I mean, I nothing is a destination, but it is, you know, it's like um, once true nature has been revealed or realized, you don't have to keep returning to that realization. Right. It is who or what you are naturally, yeah? But of course, the human experience, yeah, but just being alive in, in the human experience means that um, certain uh, events that happen in your life may be quite unwelcome at times mm. yeah something sudden that happens something unwelcome mm. and so then of course the 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 refreshment <laughs> of <laughs> the revelation is brought to the forefront but it's not the event that we're being asked to accept, although that's included. It's your feelings about it. Mm. Yeah. Something bad may happen. You have, you're in an accident or you, mm. you lose your partner or your beloved pet. Well, of course, that's painful. Of course, that's a huge loss. There'll be heartbreak and grief. But... It's your feelings about it that you're invited to accept. What does that mean? It means if there is incredible uh, brokenness and tenderness and heartache, well, that's what there is. <laughs> yeah, it's the right. bare bones of, of of reality. Yeah. So and it's the bare. It's actually the bare bones of the human experience. Absolutely. Without. without Without uh, without identification or without finding the the, the divided self or the separate That's self right. within it. That's yeah? right. It's, yeah, you're not bad. You're not wrong. You're not unspiritual. Neither do you have to make a drama out of it or a poor me out of it or another narrative out of it. Um, yeah, but there is the bare, direct, raw experience of what is. But that what isness keeps on changing. It's never static. You're not, yeah, it's constantly uh, moving just as the clouds or the weather moves through the sky in every moment. It's never the same. Huh. So, okay, yeah. Wow, that's very interesting because then surrender is, is not a, a, a fixed state where no feelings are had or no, yeah, no movement there is still movement in the surrendered experience. 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's because Absolutely. because there is there are these tendencies to think that oh, I've I've had a I've had a taste of surrender and it was really good or I allowed you know I felt great about allowing things to be as they are, which is one statement that we we kind of hear and then the next day or the next week the parents have called up or some terrible thing has happened and it's like oh God I lost all my surrender I lost my surrender and therein lies the problem That's because right. they because people tend to think that they've either lost the state of surrender and now I need to get it back. That's right. Don't, you know, the invitation here is not to uh, create an object out of surrender. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not a perfect state of happiness or a perfect state of peace. It is simply the open awareness in which everything moves. And we can be, uh, if you like, rooted in that, which does bring a peace, but it's not the peace that becomes an object in our minds, <laughs> an imagination of a perfect destination. Wow. Okay. Beautiful. Um, and most of our questions have actually been um, been been answered i think certainly on the level that we like to speak to them at but there is a good one here that that i want to throw i don't know how you're going to deal with this since god has created all that exists so all that exists is already surrendered to is surrendered to god by default It looks to me that the second stage of surrender we're looking for is an illusion. It's like we're trying to reach who we are, but in the first place, we are already who we are by nature. Yes, let's just stop there. Yes, that's what we're saying. You are already that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because the only presence that exists is God. So who is going to surrender to who when all is one? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So all this is is the realisation that all is one. Yes. And surrender. in that realisation, that's the end of surrender as, as, a, as a doing, as a getting anywhere, or as a division between subject and object. Mm. That's the truest definition of surrender. Yeah. However, the However. realize the <laughs> realization of that as a as a as a as a, almost a philosophy or a theosophy is one thing. And as it filters down into the human experience, that's where the rubber hits the road, because that's when we're called to surrender as an active daily experience. Yes, yes. And if that realization has, has really hit home all the way beyond just an intellectual understanding, then that's the end. There's, there's no more need to even um, <laughs> consider the question of surrender. <laughs> yeah. Whilst, you know, whilst I say that, um, you know, my whole life, my whole teaching is the path of surrender, I never think about it anymore. I don't have to practice it. I don't, you know, it's, it's it's just a natural state of being. It's just openness itself. 
I can't see any other way. There isn't any other way. There isn't anything else to do. And I'm, and but I'm not practicing surrender. Yeah. No, so it, I, I, it just well, ends the whole conundrum. The question of surrender is only a question of surrender about surrender when true nature hasn't been realized and lived. Yeah. I I understand you. You taught me more about surrender. In, in the 20 years that we've been together, then I could learn from 20,000 lifetimes, seriously. And, uh, and, and, a, and a divine, you know, blessing it has been. But that, that, there has been, I must admit, a struggle, you know, in those 20 years of the self, the small self that wanted desperately to survive and control and was afraid of its, of its own demise that turned out to be a, a wet blanket, you know, not a not a huge explosion that I thought it was going to be, and so there was a there was a death into surrender into the surrendered state. So we don't talk about surrender at all. We just sort of live live in a a very ordinary surrendered state. I, w- I, I would, I would think. yeah, I would just simply you know again say that it's truly the end of resistance to whatever is in your field of inner experience, in your landscape. And mostly when there is the end of, when that, you know, the end of resistance, it means that your inner landscape is not uh, filled um, with narratives, Mm. yeah, about your experience. So the end of the story, yeah. It's the end of the story, which means there is a clear open space and, in that clear open space, then there are there is the rise and fall, the movement, the peaks and valleys of a felt sense, yeah, whatever that might be. But mostly it's clear, it's like the clear sky. But in that clear sky, there may be rain, there may be an occasional storm, there may be this, that, the wind, the breeze. Um, but but none of it is is a yeah. problem. There's okay. no problem. <laughs> and so, and so I, I, I think we're going to have to conclude with this, but what strikes me is what you've said, which I don't think we've, we've talked about, is how incredibly uh, actually intimate surrender is, uh, because it's easy in these circles or these conversations to have it as, a, as an overriding, abiding kind of state but actually from what you've said and my experience of you and what we've done and everything is that actually this the 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 surrender state is actually deeply intimate a relationship a deeply intimate relationship between oneself and the universe oneself and god oneself and one's experience yes and you can say that's the end of separation there is no life outside of me happening to me i am life itself Okay. I think we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, There were some more questions, but my feeling is that we've arrived at a destination (laughs) and we must surrender to it. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, yeah. Uh, Amoda, thank you so much for talking to me. I think we're going to continue these conversations and and, uh, and, and kind of refine them and, uh, and... 
and branch out a little bit into into certain areas, that area that we talked about earlier of the world. I think we should have that conversation um, between us, you know, and, and see how it goes. And um, is there anything you'd like to say before we sign off? No, just that it was <laughs> thoroughly enjoyable. So thank you for having this conversation. <laughs> It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Amoda, and uh, I'll see you in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for anybody who's listening, just, you know, if you want to check out our events, come to our events. They're all online. You'll find us on uh, slash events. And um, if you want to dive deeper and explore, you can always do that. You can come to sessions with the motor session, uh, sessions with me if you want to dive in a bit more. But we hope you enjoyed it. Oops. We hope you enjoy this podcast and uh, sign up, subscribe, share, do whatever it is that you need to do in this social media driven world. And we wish you well on your way. And uh, that's it from us over and out. Thank you, Amoda. Bye bye. Beautiful. Thank you. Bye.